1: Plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know from listening to us, we love the gym. But there's no reason to spend lots of money every month just to stay healthy. That's where UFIT comes in. You've heard me say it many times. I freaking love UFIT. It's got state-of-the-art equipment and you're not on top of one another, which is a must in this day of social distancing. And memberships start at just $10 a month. Why pay more? It's not like paying more instantly gives you muscles or anything. Plus, Many locations have group fitness classes and affordable personal training to further help you achieve your goals. I mean, you're unique. Shouldn't your workouts be also? Azica, what are you waiting for? Find your fit at ufit.com to find a club nearest you. After all, only you can be your own fitness hero.
2: Hey people, this is DJ. And
1: this is Ish. And And this this is is
2: Season season 4 of of Better Let Me Tell You. one welcome a- to pero let me tell you pero friday episode 170 i'm gonna go with 74 174 so you know we usually start um our episodes with a cold open but there's just really no way of going around it um this week uh our shows has you know all our followers know usually premiere on Fridays Just 173 sorry 173 <laughs> usually premiere on Friday so welcome to episode 173 our shows usually premiere on Fridays so you're if you're listening on Friday it's September 10th, 10th. um and tomorrow September 11th is uh 20 years since the tragic um terrorist attack on the World Trade Center the Pentagon and um Pennsylvania the the, uh, the plane right. that fell um so we just want to start off with a moment of silence to all of those we lost that day and you know in our country so thank you for that you know it's it's we're gonna have a regular show and you know we're gonna you know, be ourselves. Uh, have some <laughs> more fun conversation in a minute, but I mean, I think that twenty years—it's—it's it, hard not to not talk about this, yeah. and 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 we should talk about it. Um, in terms of nine eleven, that it's been twenty years. That's crazy. Um, I I, I always start when I think of nine eleven. I I I say this: what? How do you think your Life has changed since
1: 9-11. Well, I think there's the obvious, which, you know, again, 20 years on, there are people who don't remember a time that we didn't, you know, like take our shoes off to go through TSA. That
2: Well, there wasn't TSA.
1: <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying. You know, there was a time where like, and I remember this, you would basically get to the airport and you would, I mean, you would go through the little baggage, you know, the, the, the security checkpoint. But even if you were not boarding the flight, you could accompany your family like right up to the gate. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times where actually my dad used to, when he was working for the phone company, was working at the airport sometimes, and me and my mom and my sister would just go and meet him there. You know, we would go like in, take the tram to go to the Burger King at the airport, like you mm-hmm. know, and and that was just normal, you know. Um,
2: but I think even just other things that you know we've probably just become more hyper vigilant. Well, I think that now. Any anytime you're anywhere public, right? And you hear like a noise or a bang, people lose their shit, or you see a bag by itself, right? You you start to like question and panic, yeah. and like which that wasn't the case before. I mean, obviously we're talking about like post nine eleven ramifications, right? Right. 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 Um, but yeah, like I remember, you know, prior to that, you know, the the worst, your biggest fear when getting on an airplane. Obviously, other than you know the airplane malfunctioning, would be like a hijacking. Right, right, right. I feel like that was that was what you
1: feared because that's what you had seen. Right.
2: Um, I mean, a nine eleven was it was a hijacking. It was a a hijacking. Yeah, but never did you think that the plane was going to go in a building. Right, like be used. That that was going to be used as a weapon to a building. That's something that like was unfathomable. Like, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I. I, and you've seen this. I have in my office, I have a poster of the Twin Towers um, draped with the American flag. It's a poster that came very out. very iconic. Yeah, that came out not too long after 9-11. And that that image really spoke to me. And it says, United We Stand. And I I bought that poster maybe a few months after I 9 mean, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've always had it either... In my home or in my office because I want to think of 9-11 every single day. I don't want to not think about it because I think that we need to be reminded on how vulnerable we were, how vulnerable we could be, how we could lose everything in one second, and how we had a very... You know, and we did. We had a sense of security that, oh, that doesn't happen in the United right, States. That, yeah, that's not a first world uh, that, thing. That is, yeah, that, yeah that, that, is, that happens in other places, but that yeah. doesn't happen here. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to remember every day that all those people that died that day were regular people who were going to work like yeah. you and I. Yeah. Um, and I just, it, it's images that if, if, you're, if you lived through it, you know, and, and you saw it. On TV, you you just will never forget like the the apprehension you had throughout the day. You know when you first heard of the plane, the first the yeah. plane that hit the, the the first tower, and then everybody was like kind of freaking out over that. Like right. at because that at point, first you thought
1: it was an accident, an accident
2: you right, know that right. had gone wrong. But then you know twenty minutes later, a second Something, one hit. So yeah. now immediately it was like a switch. It's like okay, we're being attacked. Yeah, and I remember I remember the moments of panic where. You didn't know where the third, the fourth plane was because all this started happening within like an hour. The second yeah. plane hits the Pentagon. Yeah, it, was, it was all time, you know. The Pentagon hit, uh, got mm-hmm. hit, and then this other plane was missing. Right, and and I remember that sense of panic because you didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, um, and it was just. I I think that people need to remember what happened that day, and I think that right now we live in a society. That we're so caught up in our daily, not only our daily lives, but now because of social media, you know, as we talk about all the time on the show, people are so caught up in their agendas and moving forward and pushing their narrative on whatever that they sort of forget this commonality that we had on that day Um, and how we really did come together as a country. We did. Unfortunately, because it took that. We did. But what I'm trying to say is that, despite whatever differences we have to the enemy, we are all the same.
1: That's true. They don't care if you're a blue state, red state, right. gay, straight. They don't care. They Christian, don't care. Jew, yeah.
2: um, we are all the enemy. We're American. We're, we're We're we, the United we, States. Yeah. And that day, you quickly saw on how this type of hatred and this type of attack didn't care, didn't yeah. care, and. You know, it's all our it's, infighting was for nothing. I mean, really, right? Yeah, and and I think that people need to remember that because, we, again, we get so caught up on arguing about everything and being an expert about everything, and you're right, and I'm right, and you're wrong, and you don't know what you're talking. That we lose track a lot of times on these matters, and I think that we need to remember that. We were very vulnerable then. And we could still be very vulnerable because security, you know, security, is, you know, the United States, like many other countries, spends now, I don't know how much portion of our budget on security. And we need to. But, you know, these terrorists are getting more and more sophisticated. Yeah. Um, it's not like so, everything. Yeah. You know, it's just a situation with that. I don't I I, I really, you know, each generation. Or each generation, or every x amount of years, things happen that define our country, define our society. Like Pearl and, and for me, um, and just like I'm sure with millions of other Americans and people around the world, there was my life before 9/11 and my life after 9/11. I mean, do you remember in 1995 when the Oklahoma City bombing happened? How like in shock we were because those type of things did not happen right, here, right? Right. You know, let alone that that was the guy was american but even even aside from who did it but that that act that does not happen in the united states Mm -hmm. that there's other things that happen that are terrible but that that. does not happen you don't go to work to a building and think that that the building is going to be blown blown up like that's not something that happens here that happens other places but Mm -hmm. not here and and it did and you know here we are, twenty years later, and you know, there's genera- there's countless of families of people who are shaped like this from this forever. People that lost uh, husbands, wives, children. You know, it's just terrible. But you know, I, I, I wish I could say that. I, I, I guess the thing is that I, in terms of ending this segment, yeah, like I, transitioning. I I, 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 I wish I could say that we were in a better place. But right now, I don't know. I think that I, we're... We don't learn.
1: Yeah. To your point, you know, united we stand. I don't know how how accurate that statement necessarily is right now.
2: Yeah. So... Okay. So we are transitioning out of... Yes. Arena because
1: 11. there is no graceful we way to,
2: uh, <laughs> to transition over to another be, okay, topic of so, conversation. Okay. So let's talk about a fun topic. Uh, here on Pero Let Me Tell You, episode 173. There we go. Um... Dancing with the Stars season 30.
1: Okay. I'm going to start this off by saying that for season 31, we better get an invitation.
2: Okay. So what's your... What's, okay. I'm happy <laughs> because with if there is now Because
1: there. if there is now, as a contestant, basically a guy who is a Peloton instructor, if yeah, we got... Gotten... Co- Cody,
2: okay. So here okay. I am... Well, but he's a Peloton instructor. Okay, but I'm on the Wikipedia page for, for... For him? Right. For season 30. Okay. And all the celebrities have links to their name except to... Him. Right That's my
1: point Like listen If we're at the point Where like I won't You know so when, One time on. they had YouTubers Now they have Peloton Instructors Jimmy podcast. Allen Country singer Okay uh,
2: Christy uh, Chu From um, Bling Empire um, Brian Austin Green uh okay. You know It's Brian Austin Green Melora Hardin
1: um, Okay And she's an actress Yeah
2: Olivia J- Okay let's talk about Olivia Jaden Oh minute. yes Social media personality Matt James from The Bachelor There's always a Bachelor There's always bachelor, that But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amanda clutes who was from oh yes, yes yes martin cove uh was He's an a... actor Suni lee who was just in uh in the olympics mike the miz i think the miz could be fun I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah i i like mike kenya moore from the Housewives. there's always a housewife um iman Sh- schubert um oh from the nba dog like i i read the name without <laughs> i could like... see your face just yes.
1: blanking over yes. as you were reading yeah it. Yeah, yeah
2: um Jojo Siwa,
1: which will touch base. Which we, you, we know we heart her in a weird way.
2: You speak for yourself. There's nothing of her that I heart.
1: No, we do because thanks to Jojo Siwa's existence, we got your impression of Jojo Siwa, which is one of my favorite things oh. to ever be recorded.
2: Welcome to the D.R.E. Exactly. i Um, Exactly. Whatever. Um, and then, last but not least, our favorite... Melanie C. from The Spice Girls.
1: It's party spice. I'm going to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> okay.
2: So let's talk about this cast for a minute. Let's first talk about Mel C., which obviously is our favorite. Yes. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that she did it simply because... That she didn't do strictly? She doesn't need the money because... I mean, the Spice Girls went on tour in 2019, and they sold out all these stadiums in Europe. They're
1: still raking and in that I, merchandise money. I think money. they made like yeah. 100
2: million dollars. So, yeah. like, or each one of them made like 30, 35 million dollars. Th-
1: Sporty's fine.
2: They make a lot of money from the royalties, and, and that listen, that Polaroid money is still coming in. I'm sure. Yeah. No, but, but but what people have to understand is that the Spice Girls wrote their own yep. songs. So every time you hear "Wannabe," you're paying all paid. five of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Spice Girls actually wrote their songs, people. Yeah. Um. And she has a solo career, which which she tours to a lot does, of people right. here in the U.S. You may not know this, but actually, Melanie C, Sporty Spice, has a, a a pretty. I think she's on her sixth or seventh solo album now, or more. Like she has a huge catalog of solo music yep. that is extremely successful in Europe and the rest of the world. Because she I also go, does DJ gigs. And, oh, she's huge in Brazil too. That's true. Yeah, um, because of course, all these people are huge all over the world except, except in the here. U.S. They're huge even in Canada, but not here. <laughs> not here. Heaven Will forbid, they, they crossed the board. But anyway, so I was a little bit surprised that she did that, especially since she's uh, England-based. Right. Because when Mel B... She was living in L.A. Spice, she was living in L.A. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a little bit surprising that she she did the American one. Yeah, she didn't do Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, which, for those of you who don't know... Is, is Dancing with the Stars is is Dancing with the, with the, the Stars, in, And yeah. it's a, the original one.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, but, you know, we're rooting for her. So I have told you, she was the best dancer out of the five. No she is. And like you watch her and I watched I've told you this her movements are graceful
0: and No she like, will do I well. can't for sure. wait to
2: see She it. will do well. She better win because if Scary got robbed, Scary got robbed and, and I will take to the streets. Melanie B Scary Spice got robbed and and the judges even said it. Yeah. that uh, and every time they do like a, a compilation of, like, the best performances ever. It's, they always have Mel B's Paso Doble. Because it was phenomenal. That way free your mind. Because... the whip. It was so damn good. So, anyway... With um, that said,
1: listeners, you all have to vote for Sporty.
2: Yes. So, okay. Jojo Siwa. <laughs> it's like... I, okay. understand it. <coughs> okay. I understand it. Okay. I understand it wait. wait. But she's the young... But this, this is, is where like, I'm trying to go kid. with this. This is where I'm trying to go with okay. this. God. So, the first... Same sex couple. Same sex couple. Hmm. That wall is going to be broken by, or that. Right. right. Jojo C was going to be the, the groundbreaker. She broke that glass ceiling. <laughs> like, Jojo C si- <laughs> <Siwa! laughs> Like,
0: heavy as heavy the
2: head that wears the bow. You know, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of hers. Good for her you as respect, a person. You respect as a, her accomplishments. as a person. Right, right, right. I'm sure she's a wonderful person. I don't want to hate on her as a person. I just think that, like, you don't get. I've appeal. said this, I've said this before here. I think that that image Right. started making money. They went with it. And I'm sure that now she's probably in her private time. She's like, fuck, this is the image that I got, like, big on. And I have to, <laughs> how I have do to, I like, transition out of this? I have to, like, keep on with this. Like, right. How because do I... what am I going to try? But what is she going to transition to? <laughs> right, right, right. But because right. she's not an actress. No. She's not a singer. Not really. She, thinks she sings in the D R E M tour. She's not a singer. So it's not like, okay, well, you know, I was a teen pop star and I'm going right. to transition into like more mature music. Right, right,
1: right, right, right. So right. what... She doesn't host things. I mean, so she it.
2: has she has Treadline Alopecia hmm. from the freaking <laughs> boat. Um, this is not like, this is true. I know. You know? i And her boats are so expensive. Well, that's why she makes the the big bucks. I, I don't get it. I think it's so whatever, but you know, good for her. She's having her moment now too, so I totally understand having I, her no, on no, the no, show. I, no, I get it. She I makes just, sense. I just thought that the first out person to break that glass ceiling of a same-sex couple would couple, right. mm, not going to be Jojo Siwa yeah. <laughs> of all the people. Yeah... Yeah, and how do you feel about the whole same-sex couple thing? The reason I ask is okay. because dancing is dancing, so dancing doesn't necessarily have to be like male female, a male female. It doesn't have to be male female, but at the same time, just because you're gay doesn't mean that you have to <laughs> well, dance with cor- a same-sex correct. partner.
1: And these were questions that came up previously when Chaz Bono and Lance Bass were both um on the season. Specifically, I remember when Lance Bass did it; he said that people were asking him like oh, are you going to dance with a guy? And he was like, why would I dance with a guy? Like, it's just like, right. because I'm gay, I have to dance with a guy. Like,
2: right. it, it, it didn't... Uh, th- that's how I first it. didn't first make sense for it. her.
1: Now, now th- granted, she was given the option. Right. They asked her, would you like a male partner or a female partner? And she chose female because basically she was like, you know what? I could be the first. Let me... Why not? gonna be the first! Ah! Why not? You know? My, my biggest thing with... That with, it was Jojo Siwa... <laughs> My, my biggest, God, that's going to be the clip. My biggest thing with this, and you know what? Call me conservative, call me old fashioned, call me whatever you want to call me. Dance has a certain structure, right? Historically, and, I, and go with me on this. Historically, quote unquote, the man leads, right? And when it comes to certain dances, especially like when you've got like your, your pasos and your tangos and all that, right? So what is... What you see with these couples is, you know, when it, the the opposite sex couples, you know, it's like, okay, you are the male and you're doing the tangle. We have to judge you on how well you lead the dance. If you're the female, we judge you on, you know, the the quote unquote role. So, are they just going to be flip flopping between them as the dances go, or it's like, well, this week JoJo's going to lead, but maybe next week she's not because she's not no. as strong. I, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out. No, the no. Well, I mean, okay.
2: Well, first off. You know, I'm the more liberal one. Um, I I am not. I don't. No, no, and hold on. I'm thinking of it from
1: the perspective of like because if you always have the professional lead, then that's an well, unfair advantage. Well, no, but
2: not necessarily because you you're you're seeing it from the gender normative of it. You know that the female, which is going to be the weaker one. You know, uh, you're, I think how you're seeing it and a lot of people are seeing it are from the gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. The, the female is going to be the weaker one and the man is going to be the stronger one and, and it's going to lead, right? I, I I don't see... I think it's an opportunity to show that, um, it, you know, dance doesn't have to be constrained by the gender normative roles of what is female and what is male. I think I think dance can be very non-binary, <laughs> like, you know? gender fluid. You could have... Uh, Two men that uh, present very masculine. Oh, no, and I've seen and, and, those. And yeah. have chemistry and and flow have a flow just like the same with two to women
1: right um i'm just thinking in terms of how, how from the judging perspective like they're gonna have to kind of adjust how they view things and i and i just i'm just curious how that's going to affect the I, I
2: i i don't see the For her i don't see the leader which one who is the leader and who is passive i don't see it based on sex or gender whatsoever um i just think my my only gripe about it was, you know, and again, we've talked about this many times when we've talked about these issues. I hate when people are placed in a box and I think You're gay, you must dance with a woman. Right. I hate I hate when people are placed in a box and they think that because you are this, you must be this and this is how it should be. So I was sort of a little bit like so, did they do this because she's a girl and you know, she's, uh, she's gay, I think yeah. she appears as she identifies as pansexual, um, oh. whatever she's she identifies as gay, um, part of the so, LGBT song, so so she must, you know, it's expected that she would dance with her. like right. that's the part that kind of has annoyed me, you
1: well, know, to, to kind of flip it. So, I that's was... why,
2: like, what you said that Lance said, yeah, right, you know, because it's like this is dancing, so I mean. Because I am gay, you, I must dance with a man. Well, to
1: flip it a little bit, Raven Simone this week was on a, a podcast where they asked her, you know, why didn't you make in Raven's Home, you know, the sequel series to That's a Raven, you know, why didn't you make Raven a lesbian? And she said, because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. I am not Raven Baxter and Raven Baxter is not me. Mm-hmm. And so, this is a character who, you know, many years ago we had kind of established this is quote unquote who she is. And you can make the argument people of all people discover sexuality late in life, whatever. But she was basically like, I didn't feel the need, you know, essentially to come in and be like, well, since I'm a lesbian, now she's going to be a lesbian. And, and, and that's not what that show is about. about. But by the same token, she has said, you know, but notice, you know, I'm a divorced mom, but I don't have boyfriends. Right? So you can read into that whatever you want, right? But it's like, this is not
2: the Raven is a lesbian show. Right. Right. And again, that's not what that show is about. Right. But, but yeah. Anyway, so moving on, Olivia Jade. So Olivia Jade, for those of you who don't know, is the daughter of Lori Lachlan and Mossimo. And Mossimo, yes. <laughs> who were involved in the college admissions scandals. Now, if you've listened to 173 students <laughs> of... Um, but Us. let me tell you, I am biased to the Lori Loughlin. Loughlin because I am a fan of Fool Full and Fuller House. We went to a taping <laughs> of Fuller House. We were on the set. We met the cast. We like so I people. am biased. Uh, uh, right. Lori Loughlin. I mean, what she did was wrong. I don't approve it. I don't condone it. Was it. Illegal, right? it, it was illegal. But here's my problem with her. With Olivia Jade, yes. So is she on there because she's Lori Lachlan's daughter?
1: Well, she wouldn't be there otherwise. No, but like, (laughs) no, no. She so she at one point was a YouTuber or something like that too. Mm -hmm. So she was like an 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 influencer. Mm -hmm. Um, so so is
2: dancing with the stars become a redemption
1: vehicle? In a weird way, but I don't think that's this is the first the first round of that Spicer. We had Sean Tanya Spicer, Harding. Tanya Har- right, that's what I'm saying. This is not the first round of, hey, I screwed up. Let me
2: show the world I'm a human being. I have to say, oh, this is going to sound terrible. I, Nancy Kerrigan, like, I always was like, Tanya Harding... I like. Okay, but she didn't deserve a, 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 no, a, a crowbar didn't. to the leg. She didn't, I mean, she didn't. She didn't. But oh, a lot of people didn't like uh, Nancy Kerrigan. Well, but,
1: but the thing with Nancy Kerrigan and Tonya Harding is, I mean, if you've seen iTanya, you know, it comes down to the whole like, you know, privilege versus non privilege, right? I mean, that's what it really comes down to. Do you really to. think
2: she had nothing to do with it?
1: Tanya? Yeah. I believe her. I believe her. I think she's one of these people who was just mixed up with like the wrong people. Yeah. And while she was off, you know, doing her thing. This, you know, just totally went off the rails. I, yeah. I believe her. Yeah. Man, Allison... Uh... <laughs> like, I believe... You know what? Maybe she made, like, an offhand comment once. Like, you know, oh, I wish somebody would just, you know, break that bitch's foot. You know, or something like that. And these people probably heard it, and they're like, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't when think... When Nancy she- like, why? Why? It's so funny that, like, a lot of... Well, it's not funny. But that so many people did not... To that, and then she got a lot of bad press for a time. Do you remember when she was like totally unhappy at Disney World? Yeah, she's like, "This is so cheesy. This is so stupid." Yeah, like, and then yeah. it was a hot mic moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is. Also, remember that Nancy Kerrigan, because of what happened to her, she was cast in the role of victim, right? And we expect our victims to behave a certain way, right? And demonstrate a certain degree of appreciation that we are on
2: their side. You're right. And Nancy Kerrigan didn't get a movie, but Tanya did. Exactly. <laughs> Tanya, Harding did. Tanya Harding did. So there you go. <laughs> I guess time Nancy Kerrigan will be coming on the show no Um, but Olivia Jade like uh, I don't she's cute
1: well I mean she looks just like her mother yeah I mean (laughs) I mean
2: she looks like her mother and her mother's gorgeous Brian Austin Green probably is not gonna be good he's one of those that could go either way the Miz is probably gonna be good you think so yeah he's a wrestler athletes like wrestlers and stuff like that are generally good
1: that's true because uh, I forgot which one of the Bellas was on it. But they have, to, they have to be like quick on their feet. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. I went to Raw this past week. Man, those people. You can say uh, wrestling is fake all you want. But let me tell you something. They are athletes. I Raw? Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: It was so good. Wow. That was such a big... Have I ever told you my whole thing with, with wrestling And Friends, you mentioned it actually on our interview with Ulysses, yes, because uh, Dana Brooke was there. I watched Friends, not from the first season. I watched. I started watching Friends like in the end of like the second season. Eh, Maybe a little later. Um, no, because I was fully watching by the third season, and it's funny because then I started watching Friends again. But then it's funny because there was like a period there that I didn't watch Friends. And I'm like, but why did I stop watching? Because I even watched it up until uh, Ross's wedding with Emily when they oh, were wow. in London. Oh wow! Yeah, up to then, like I and that was like 98, 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I I just stopped watching. I, I'm like, why is there a gap in my friends watching? <laughs> and it's because on my, it was huh. Raw, and then yeah, it when, was SmackDown on Thursdays. Yeah, on Thursdays, and I was so into wrestling at that time. I like freaking lived and breathed wrestling and you know times have changed okay. but I, I love it like it's so much fun it, it is it is so much fun you get so into it like I remember one time I went I had ringside seats and I took a poster I said jabroni and I came out on TV and I was telling my parents put it on I'm on TV and they're like it is." <laughs> so you know whatever but but where was it at?
1: at the Fatux Arena the fixed right. Arena. Yeah, yeah. right?
2: I love it So you went with One of your nephews
1: Yeah I took my youngest nephew For his birthday That was his birthday present Was he Is he into wrestling He's super into wrestling Yeah, yeah. And it was his favorite wrestler AJ Styles was wrestling So it was perfect
2: Yeah, like, yeah. It, I, I don't really follow it anymore um, it, I know enough Because of the boys mm, Yeah So Yeah Dancing with the Stars And wrestling What a good time It is freaking peloton instructor dancing with the stars yeah actually but kobe's pretty fun kobe became pretty popular during i'm COVID. not taking anything away from him i'm just taking i'm
1: just i'm just saying it's it it's a peloton instructor it's like when they announced it jose was like okay can they just do like an all advertising edition where we have like you know Flo from progressive
2: lily from at&t have i told you what like the ultimate Jake from state, with state with farm star should be we had, like we had should this be conversation like the top like 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 all star all star all star oh yeah, like yeah. Beyonce J Lo M- J Lo Paul Abdul Madonna Paul Abdul Justin Timberlake Britney Spears like yeah. just like John Travolta like yes, just like, yeah like all these people that have danced and danced and danced and be like who's who's the best one that would be so good
1: that's what they should do for their last season look they would have to pony up a lot of money
2: yeah no. And they're They're, not going to do that.
1: And they're not going to get Madonna, by the way.
2: Madonna's not going to do dancing with us. If she's not doing a residency. She'll say something (laughs) something like, oh, that's degrading. Yeah. I
1: don't have to demonstrate
2: my skills to anyone. Yes. Yeah. I I would see Beyonce doing it first. then (laughs) For "For shits and giggles. Yeah. Madonna. yeah, Yeah. I'd be like, y'all, I'm gonna do Dancing with the Stars. Like Tyra would I mean, ask her, and she would do it, because <laughs> I'm friends with I'm friends with Tyra, right? <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know. Because I, I don't know. I, I feel Beyonce's more of like um um a trooper, like right, right. You know, and Madonna be like, no, she'd
1: be like, no, thank you,
2: no, thank you. I can not no, because you know what? Committing to Dancing with the Stars is a form of a residency. <laughs> That's true, as we know, Madonna does not do residencies. <laughs> You got to give a backstory to that.
1: Haven't we said that on the story? No, 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 (laughs) no.
2: Some some years ago, like, you know, residencies have become all It's just a thing that pop stars do now. Yeah, Yeah. and you know, Celine Dion was like the first, like, A-list, like, top on her game uh, celebrity to... Because a lot of people forget Celine Dion started her residency, what, in 2000? Yeah, it was like... She she was still Celine Dion. She was in her peak, like, in the... The peak of it all, She was still in the Titanic, like... See, riding that wave, no pun intended. Right, um... And she did it, and then, you know, Britney did it, and all these like top, top people have done it. And I don't know who it it was. Like, I think you just said one day that it's like, oh, Madonna would never do a residency. I I said that Uh, because that's not something she would ever do.
1: Madonna will, every artist in the world will do a Vegas
2: residency. But Madonna Just to go again Just to be like I don't do residences. I don't do Residencies right. So whatever He said that And whatever So Time, fast forward few, Fast forward to a few years And last year X tour. Or whatever That Madonna did her Madame X tour She <laughs> did smaller theaters And she did like 30 shows At like I think Radio City Music Hall yeah. Or some ballroom In in, a, in, New in New York And then like here She did like I don't know Like oh, a the dozen Fillmore. At the yeah. Fillmore Like she was doing Multiple dates like multiple dates, place. not like two or three dates. She was right. doing like 20-some dates yeah, yeah, yeah. in each place. And somebody was like, oh, you're sort of doing a residency. She's like, I don't do residencies. And it was just really <laughs> funny because she kind of like ingrained what you yeah. had said. It's, that like, it's like, like, listen,
1: después de cuantos años yo de seguir Madonna, I know Madonna's not going to do a residency.
2: Yeah. yeah she's not so. going to do a residency. So. <laughs> I will do a residency before Madonna does. But <laughs> let me tell you, there's a residency <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> habla mucha mierda Where my- would we do a residency? No, we would be off the, the Coral Gables Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 in Vegas. <laughs> oh, in Vegas. We would do that it like it's a frontier still on still. We'd probably be at the Circus Circus. No, we would do it the stratosphere? In- no, we would do it in the in the steakhouse at Piazzadora. <gasps> Yes. I'm bringing season 1 in. Yes,
1: you're bringing it back. We will do it, it, it in the steakhouse
2: that <laughs> Pia Zadora performs at. On the nights Pia's off. On the nights Pia's, night, Pia's off. That's when they have the um the uh prime rib special. <laughs> and when we're there, they will also have Lechon. Right. On our nights. Right. And right. we'll right. wear our lech- our Lechon and life lechon. shirts will be available at, at the, the lobby. G- at the lobby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, we totally need to make this happen. We just put together a whole business plan. <laughs> <laughs> and send it to that steakhouse. I'm sure we'll she be... She co-owns it. I'm sure we'll be cheaper than Pia. Well, she co-owns the steakhouse, well, so... no, and so... she does have a golden globe. Right. Whereas we don't. We don't even have golden earrings. <laughs> no. No. But, you know, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, so... <laughs> yeah. How's everybody's drive?
1: Oh, I think everybody's drive is much better now that they're accompanying us. We're much more... I think we're more fun than that Cody guy.
2: Okay, well, I'm... Um, I'm just it, saying,
1: ABC, send us an email. See, here's the thing. If, if listen, we're both on Dancing with the Stars... Listen,
2: it's a perfect narrative for you and I to be on Dancing with the Stars. You're going to be better. But you're going to want it more. Yes, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to prove myself. So right. it's, it's going to be like the hair and what is it? The hair. Tortoise and the, and the hair. The, yes. That you're going to be like, I'm the dancer. And I'm going to be like, I'm mm-hmm. so not the dancer. But right. I'm still going to... See, i told you... You're going to be
1: more endearing.
2: <clears throat> what I would love to like seriously dance... Like, I want, mm-hmm. one day would like to take ballroom classes to dance. It paso doble. Okay. Because I like that it's aggressive and it's like, I'm going to rip your head off. Right. Yes. <laughs> when we get to the samba and the salsa, I forfeit. <laughs> like, How about be- the jive? I would love to do the jive. Because I feel like I can't get that foot movement down. I think I will have... An easier time with a jive. I'm not saying I'll have an easy time. Then, especially the samba, because as Carryon and Abba always says, it's constant flow and (laughs) rhythm. Yes, it is, and that's when I'm going to be like, oh no, my hips can't do that. You know, (laughs) like I could do the aggressiveness of the pasodoble and even the tango. You know, because it's more like, you know, like boom. Mira,
1: getting us is even more. It's even economical for them, okay? Because We come built in. We come with a built-in storyline, right? To begin with, we root each other on, but it's friendly competition, so that's always fun for the the behind-the-scenes confessionals and shit. And on Latin night, you get Gloria Stefan, and she can sing for both of us. Yes.
2: Okay. What are we gonna? What's gonna be the episode where we're gonna cry about? Oh, that that one that we have to pick the year. I don't even know what the themes are anymore. Tyra, you know that it's always like you know the episode everybody cries. Yeah. I'll probably pick 1987, just so I could dance to "Foolish Beat" by Debbie Gibson. I could do the Viennese Waltz. <laughs> okay. I could never love again the way I loved you. <laughs> this is great. We oh. just planned out the whole free yeah. episode. Yeah, and um, I would like to dance Paso Basodole. You know, to a song I think would mm. be a great Basodole. Nobody's ever thought about by the this. weekend. Nope. The remix of erotica the you thrill me
1: oh that would be great for a puzzle i've
2: always thought that when since i first heard that song i'm like this would make a great like puzzle i wonder what the usage
1: rights are on that why well because since that's not like a real single yeah but it came out it's a complicated one right but it came
2: out on her um the sticky and sweet no no it came out on her uh reinvention confessions no that's confessions but it came out on the um uh, album on the concert the like, concert CD. recording so it's owned oh, okay. by Warner Brothers oh, whatever, okay, whatever, whatever. whatever. Um, but yeah that would be a great that song that would be a great one oh The Weeknd 2 call out my name oh my god like now I want to be on Dancing with the Stars but I want to be okay Guys, I want to be on Dancing with the Stars not a Mira Baile no <laughs> because although we we got invited <laughs> listen, to listen uh, Guillain yeah
1: exactly listen even if you invite me to like look who's dancing on Calle Ocho, because like, the oh. thing
2: with Mira Guillain is that have you seen Mira Guillain <laughs> It's, On Univision? Yes, it's the same, but not. It's not. Because it's not ballroom. Like, they have Disco Night. And they'll right. play, like, John Travolta. Right, right. And they'll, you'll go in the white suit. And it's like, while that's fun, that's not ballroom. Right. And here we are talking, like, we're experts <laughs> in ballroom dance. Hey, I took ballroom dance classes. Well, that is true. <laughs> but you know what? After watching so many seasons of... I feel a little educated. <laughs> you, you know, I don't know if you remember. And we're talking about Dancing with the Stars again. <laughs> Do you remember who's a, who's... A, just, like, weirdly enough. Who is the person I campaigned the most for on Dancing with the Stars? Don't you remember I would send group texts? Jodie Sweden? Candace no. Ber- Candice Cameron. Candice Cameron. No. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't It was for- Candice Cameron. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I was thinking it was for the, the other girl, the blonde, who came back... Tw- she even came back and lost again. From... Sabrina Ryan? Mm-hmm. Sabrina Ryan. Oh,
2: Sabrina Ryan. Oh, Sabrina Ryan, oh, Ryan should have won she
1: twice. Should've, she should have won twice.
2: Yes. Sabrina Ryan was freaking insane. Like, how good she was. She, like, her very first week, she, like... <laughs> Got ten. It like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, she did. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot, hot like me. me? But Candace Cameron, like I remember, when she was on it. I'm, I would send group texts. I'm like, you would everybody call now? And I would talk with people. I'm like, did you call? Did you call
1: sometimes? Which we can also do for Sporty Spice. If you all send us your emails, we will send out <laughs> mass texts. We can do this as well.
2: Oh, uh, I really want to be a dancing with this
1: I'm listen. We we we'll figure it out. Maybe. I'm telling you, if the Peloton
2: dancer (laughs) instructor could be on it. I'll be like, um, for my memorable year, it's going to be 1980 because that's the year my family came from Cuba. So as homage to that, we're going to dance to Whip It Good by (laughs) D. Or I'd be something like, my most memorable year was 1984 because that's the year I started preschool. And as such, we're going to dance to um, Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. (laughs) That that's a great one Great that's, 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 Just pick the year Tristan was born I That's so regarded variety <laughs> yeah, like, but,
1: but you'll probably have a better choice of song
2: Not necessarily I mean Love is a Battlefield is a badass song It is a great song <laughs> <laughs> No I like 1980 <laughs> That's the year <laughs> that my parents fled communism <laughs> <laughs> And as such well, I'm gonna sing to Diva Whippin' Good <laughs> <laughs> that would be great and You know we're gonna wear that red thing oh, they Well wear. you have to If not And that's like the
1: rule <laughs> yeah. By the way If you do whip it You have to wear okay, that top much, thing Too much dancing with Some of our listeners are probably like I don't fucking watch dancing with <laughs> with <laughs> <it>. <laughs> But they'd watch it if we were on
2: Yeah yeah, yeah You better
1: They better right oh. I hope so Hi Well This week We have an interview With a hometown girl She's from Hialeah And Oh, so if I put it coming over and she is having a fantastic year. She's she's a singer, songwriter, DJ. She was recently featured in a Modelo beer campaign, which has been a global sensation. She's a former cop who now is a DJ. You know the transition we all naturally make. It's DJ Citizen Jane and it was a great chat she's also debuting her fashion line this week in uh well in fashion week in new york so without further ado here's the chat with dj citizen
0: James <laughs>
2: Hey people, DJ here. If there's something that I've made pretty clear over four seasons of this show is how much I love music. Creating the perfect playlist is one of my favorite pastimes. And now I have the perfect way to hear them with my Raycon wireless earbuds. You all know since a quarantine, I've become obsessed with biking and Raycons are the best way to listen while I'm pushing myself to get those extra miles. Not only do they come with a bunch of gel tips so you can listen in comfort, but they don't stick out of your ears like some other earbuds do. And with a 32-hour battery life, I can bike for miles with my Raycons without worrying about my soundtrack going silent because that kind of sucks. Did we also mention Raycons are half the price of other premium audio brands without sacrificing quality? Well, then how about you make your own soundtrack with Raycon? Right now, Pero Let Me Tell You listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com pero. Plus, they come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. So visit buyraycon.com slash pero to save 15% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash pero.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Hola, me hint It's Ish here. So today we are with Justin Galindo, one of the general managers at UFIT. And we're going to talk about the UCoach personal training program here at UFIT. I mean, okay, a trainer. Like, let's, let's – first things first. How easy is it to get one-on-one personal training at UFIT? Like, do I got to jump through hurdles or, or is it crazy? Like,
3: what, what does it take? Just a single approach um, to us. Mm-hmm. Tell us you're interested and we'll present you the prices and we'll go from there. Whatever you want, whatever you can afford, um, however much you want to pay, however much you want to come in a week, we'll go ahead and find the best program for you that fits your budget and that fits your schedule and we go from there.
1: Okay. So, okay. So you mentioned pricing, like what, what's the starting point shall we say? Cause I know people think personal training and they're like, va de la cara. like I can't afford it. You know, I need to eat that week. I mean, yeah. what are so, we talking?
3: So we have, we have one introduction package just called the BOGO buy one, get one free. It's one session for $35 and you get an extra session for free. That's nice. a try it out. See if you like it. If you don't want, even if you don't know how it is, you want to try it out. Okay. Um, if you don't want a commitment yet, so, so, once you try it out and you decide you do want it, most people need it because you're not going to get the results you want in two sessions. It takes months to get What? That, you, you don't know? get
1: them in two sessions? No. Uh not going to happen. Too much
3: work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the beginning price point, we have a twice a month, $75 per session. That's the lowest we offer. And then it's a once a week, twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, depending on how many times you want to come in. Um, so, the way we present it is um, based off of how many times you want to come in to begin with. Because mm-hmm. if... You can only come in twice a week. I have no business offering you to four times a week just to take your right. money. Like, you know, so. <laughs> well, that's. I'm glad you say that just to take your money because UFit is not about just taking people's
1: exactly. money. I I could definitely appreciate that. Now you mentioned you know coming in more than obviously twice a week or depending on your schedule. So it's really a program that does get tailored to yeah. the individual, right? Exactly. Like you're not going to have some old person here with arthritis you know, bench pressing 800 pounds, exactly. right?
3: Exactly. On, on top of the the program, tations, the, the workouts are all tailored to you. We customize and program every single workout that you're doing in here. So it takes all the guessing game out of your workout. So what you're getting is a full workout program for the entire month. And then next month, after a month of working out, you're going to get guaranteed results if you're sticking to it. Um, after a month, we'll do your measurements again, strain tests again, body fat composition, all that every single month, and provide you the new program. Preferably more, a little bit more hard, a little bit more advanced, a little bit more oh, next level. Okay. So keep getting results, keep growing, and keep learning. As every month, I mean, the, our trainers are never gonna stop learning, so we can never teach you everything we, that you we have to offer because we're gonna keep learning, and you're gonna keep on learning too. So that's what that's how we keep our clients going, keep them learning, keep them growing.
1: That's awesome because uh, you know I, I think a lot of people think, well, you know, you got a trainer, it's kind of a a one size fits all set it and forget it, right? But no, it definitely keeps modifying based on on your goals and and your results right is is what you're saying
3: exactly that's awesome and um different things that people need um the the main things that main four factors that everybody needs that they come in here that they don't have is motivation they're not motivated um they don't have accountability they lack discipline so that's where we come in we hold them accountable make sure they're coming in but you don't like yell at people right right? of course not (laughs) i mean if that's what they want okay but, (laughs) but none not really no um is is more, yeah. It's very personal, and where it's one on one, and we're taking our time. We're not yelling. We're we're expl- we're explaining why they need to do it, you know, and it's okay. sh- and showing them. It's um, educational. Exactly. So like we're explaining the benefits of every single thing we're doing, and we're showing them how to do it, why they're doing it, what they're getting from it. Um, yeah. Like That's that. awesome. That's awesome. Now let's talk a little bit about the trainers
1: for for a moment. Now I'm assuming the trainers do have a certification.
3: Right? Yeah, they're they're all certified. We we have a list of approved certifications that they have to qualify through. Um, they cannot start without a certification and a CPR certification. And then once they get in if, um, with the certification that they have, we want them to keep learning. Like I said, they're going to keep learning, keep growing. So we have uh, um, partnerships with a bunch of different organizations that we offer specialization certification certifications. So we get, they get discounts on the certifications and to keep learning more, to keep growing, taking nice. them to the next level, leveling up, and just becoming more experienced and learn more so they can keep teaching their clients more.
1: Well, I mean, okay, I, I don't know what else I can ask from a personal, you know, training session. I mean, so there you have it, guys. I mean, it's an affordable one-on-one training, you know, unique to your fitness goals, certified trainers. I mean, honestly, I don't know what more you could want. So go ahead, guys. I mean, listen. This is audio, so you can definitely, as you're listening to me, go visit ufit.com to find the club nearest you, and then just stop by, right? Stop by any front desk and ask for a fitness assessment, yeah. and, and they'll be more than happy to,
3: to help you. Yeah, we'll schedule you whenever you're available to come in, or, I mean, or we could do it on the spot if you have time right there, and we have people available. Usually, this trainers is available from 5 a.m. to about 9 o'clock at night. That's the schedule. different trainers, and go from there.
1: Awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. Visit ufit.com. Find that club, but just keep a note. Uh, keep in mind, the amenities do vary by location. All right, mi gente, and we're back. And as we said, we are here with... I mean, she's a global phenomenon at this point. DJ Citizen Jane... <laughs> But let us never forget that she is, at heart, a Miami, specifically Hialeah girl, okay? that's And you know, we, we love Hialeah. We may tease Hialeah a little bit, but we love Hialeah. Thank you so much
4: for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's, I'm so excited to be here, it, you know, como Latina, como Cubana, de Hialeah. I love I love the idea of your show and, and I'm so I'm so happy and it's this is
1: gonna be fun. I can just see it already. Oh no for <laughs> sure. And I and I just have to say, you know, just listeners obviously before we start an interview, we just do a little pre chat and she showed me that she's eating pastelitos. So she came prepared. She came prepared and for th- and okay, yeah. She came prepared <laughs> for this interview. <laughs> thank you so much for for you know for taking the time i know it's ridiculously busy for you lately and i think you know let's let's almost like start at the top right that's because you are a spokesperson now for modelo beer right i mean it's been what that started this year didn't it yeah it started this
4: year the commercial started airing in february and it's airing in in, uh in spanish and in english so for latinos también, and it's uh it's airing internationally and nationally, so I'm super excited about this, and it's, it's been a, a blow-up. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to have so much uh, attention like it is, and I'm just getting, you know, mail from everyone, and, and, you know, people saying that they're inspired by my story, which is what my whole point of even DJing and doing what I do so I'm super excited about it, and, and I'm getting booked left and right just due to the commercial itself. So I'm super excited. Yeah, no,
1: I mean, I got to say, it's honestly, it's that commercial which, which kind of brought you on my radar at first, uh, not going to lie. You know, because I was like, oh, she's from Miami. Wait, what? She was a police officer, <laughs> you know? And so I, we got to delve into that because that is not a, uh, a, a, a path most people take, you know? Like, I'm going to go and be a police officer. And now I'm a superstar DJ. Like, how? What? I mean, I'm I'm more confused than usual, which is saying a lot. It's
4: funny because, like, people are actually, some people are actually writing to me. And they're like, oh, are you a narc? Are you undercover in these EDM festivals? I mean, I've gotten the most bizarre <laughs> things said to me. That's a lot of yeah.
1: effort if you are a undercover police officer who has managed to become an international DJ. Like, that is some James Bond shit. Like, yeah,
4: no, no. That's like a movie. Not I know, but. I'm like, no, that's not that's not what it is. <laughs> um, my career as a police officer happened a long time ago. I was, uh, it was something in my bucket list as a kid. You know, the kid that wants to be the firefighter, the kid that wants to be a police officer, and and I kind of did it. You know, it's like been there, done that, got a souvenir. Uh, wasn't something that I really, you know, music's always been my passion. Right. Um, and I still I still have a lot of friends that are police officers that I totally support them, and you know, I know there's people that say that bad ones and good ones and there is like in everything Flattel. but uh but i mean i i did it it was a time that i you know and i chose to i chose music so i did uh resign uh the police department because i wanted to take on a music career and, and I'm, I'm doing music full-time and i love it
1: yeah i know you you i mean you Obviously, it wasn't like you were just a police officer, and you're like, and now I'm going to be a DJ. Like, their music was a part of your life, you know, I'm assuming... It
4: was always a part of my life. Even as, even when I was in the police department, I still... Uh, I'm a songwriter, I had my band, I I, I DJed on the side, and it just became too much, like, to do both. And it was kind of like a conflict of interest, because, you know, I wasn't very... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a little frowned upon by the songs and <laughs> stuff, so... <laughs> You know, I I had to let one, I had to make a choice, and and I chose music over everything. So yeah,
1: I'm thinking most the you know most things related to music probably happen at starting at midnight, and then you still got to wake up. Yeah. At, you know, five in the morning to go to work. Exactly. It's not no, taking
4: a so, so yeah, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good for your sanity. Let's just put it that way. No,
4: no. <laughs> yes. so, but music, you know, the- I chose I chose a happier <laughs> path, and you know, and you know. Being a police officer was a little morbid. I mean, you get to see really ugly things out there, and I'm, and I'm a happy person, so I'm very peaceful. So I, you know, <laughs> at least the people that are with me by my side, my family, and my significant other don't have to be worried that I'm out in the street, you know. That's true. Possibly, you know, in my life on the line. So
1: that's true. But I think that there's, there's, and I'm gonna, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. So there's something to be said for you know, you saw so much bad things, you know, on the street as, a, as, a, as an officer, that I think now maybe you appreciate the good even more, right? You know, get, get... Oh,
4: no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I totally appreciate everything, and I always see, like you said, that glass half full, and I'm a positive person, I love giving positive vibes to everyone, and, and I always look for, you know, things happen for a reason, for something better to come along, so... That's what I try to give off. So it, it is. It has. It has given
1: me that aspect of life. <clears throat> well, I'm definitely getting that vibe from you via the the you know the virtual interview. That definitely, there's like good vibes happening. It's like you know what? Let's have a good time. Let's you know let let's, let's enjoy life. And that definitely speaks to we've spoken we've spoken to a couple musicians at this point, and that seems to be a very common perspective. Were you always like this? Like, was music something you even started like back in you know high school or? You know, when you were a little little girl, or is this something that evolved as you evolved?
4: I mean, I've always been, I was always like the little nerd, I mean, as the athlete, but a nerd at the same time in school, and you know, I did get bullied, because I was always like, really? I always had a different look, I, it was always like, you know, I would change stuff around, because my mom's a designer, and I would always like do stuff, and like change things, and show up to my Catholic school with like some look, with my uniform, and get in trouble, and get made fun of my kids, because they didn't understand I've always been very creative and into the arts, so, you know, and and a little tomboy as a little girl as as well, so it's just, you know, I went through the whole bullying stage, but then when I got to high school, it's like things changed, you know, and... I mean, I got a little more popular, and, you know, I was more, you know, even though I went to Pace High School. Okay, to, Pace, I was going to ask
1: you, I was going to ask you what school you went to. Of course, I have to ask. I <laughs> high school that, you know, a girl from Hialeah
4: went there, and it, so at first I did get made fun of, because, you know, people were like, oh, you're from Hialeah, and I was like, no, I'm actually from Coral Gables. Like, like, <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> the people from Hialeah wanted want to say they're from Miami Lakes or Coral Gables or Miami Springs or anything about Hialeah, but, you know. At the end, you know, like, like you get stupid because you're a kid and you don't want to be bullied, but at the end, like, as I grew up, I was like, you know what? I love Hialeah. I love, you know, the city that I grew up in. And even though I left the city when I was, like, 22 years old, I, you know, and, and I did
1: move to Coral Gables eventually, but I I um also, we're I really my city. We're neighbors now, <laughs> you and I. We, I. I'm in the Gables.
4: <laughs> awesome. That's where we all end up. <laughs> 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 just am in the Gables. So my parents will live in Hialeah, and I come and visit them. And it is, you know, and, and I have my
1: ties with Hialeah still. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I mean, speaking of Hialeah, you know, you're a proud Hialeah girl, and I think a little bit of that is to, to kind of flip the wordplay there. You're one of the co-founders of Hialeah Pride, and you know, I, I will say that in the scope of Miami, it is the more recent of the South Florida uh, LGBTQ celebrations, right? I think it's only what, yeah, maybe three
4: years old. Yes, we. This year would make our fourth year. Um, we haven't been able to do it last year because of COVID, and this year it's still up in the air. I'm not thinking that we're going to do it just out of responsibility because it is a big event. It brings a lot of people. Um, our yeah, last year, I already, ex- I
1: already got excited. I went to your website earlier, know, and it says I, I a day do in it October. Right.
4: I, I want to do it right. It's in the bottom of idea, which I, you know, we chose that. Um, my partner and I. Um, to do that because it's, you know, it's such an iconic place, it's where yeah. I did my quinceañera pictures, <laughs> so... Oh,
1: I need to see those <laughs> now, I need to see those Iporomo pictures, and that's, that's what we're going to promote.
4: Like, I took a recent one, now in the same position pose, that I did the other one, you know, so it was hilarious, <laughs> but um, it was a successful pride. I mean, we brought a lot of people together, I just wanted to bring some visibility to Hialeah, because... Mm-hmm. There is a lot of LGBTQ plus uh, people in Hialeah, and a lot of them live, believe it or not, closeted because the city is the fourth most conservative city in the U.S. Really? With the other th- yes, even though we're 15 minutes away from Miami, uh, the other three are in Texas, which is ridiculous. So I kind of wanted to like break that barrier, and and like those those things that happened, I just didn't, you know, I was like, why does this have to continue? Because I originally left the city of Hialeah because of that. Right. Because I came out of the closet, and I. Everywhere where I would go, people would give you the looks and the thing. And, and I was like, I have to get out of here. I mean, I can't be in this place, you know, this closed minded place. But, you know, I eventually came back and wanted to make a difference uh, in the city. And we did. And it, and it was a huge success. The city of, uh, of, of Hialeah Police Department now has a liaison for LGBT. And they are, like, you know, training them with sensitivity. We also had the first gay flag floor in Hialeah at Hialeah Hospital. Um, so it's, you know, we've, we've made some strides and I'm hoping that, you know, once this COVID thing is over, we can do a humongous festival next year and, and make
1: it bigger than, than what yeah. has been. No, as it should be. Although I have to say <laughs> about the whole like fourth, most conservative city in the U S yeah. considering all of the, you know, but I don't even know the word, like all of the back, back, water things that happen there, you know, all the, the malanyas yeah. and all that. Like, really? You're yeah. going to be conservative, guys? You probably are leading the exactly. ca- in Medicare fraud. I'm going to say conservative. No, hold on. Oh, my God.
4: More than Medicare. <laughs> Trust me. It's well,
1: insane. No, and you know that of which you speak, being from Hialeah. I can imagine you have stories for days.
4: Oh, my God, yes. I mean, I grew up in the city. I mean, I've seen the different corruption that has happened here, and it's such a beautiful city. It's time for changes, and in every which way, I mean, the city could be so much more than what it
1: is. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, you know, back to back to this year, because I feel like this year, you know, whether, whether it be due to Modelo or just due to, like, the payoff of hard work, right? Because everybody always says, like, oh, overnight success, and what you don't see is... <laughs> the 73 years behind the overnight success right until (laughs) until you get there but you know first of all i think it's i'm so happy for you for your success um not only because we love when you know local local people make good like this but also the fact that this success came this year and not last year when you couldn't capitalize on it so (laughs) i'm very happy for you because i think that's you know it would have really sucked if it had been 2020 and you're like great campaign I'm, I'm a great spokesperson and we're stuck at home you know where, where nobody can really get out and and feel the vibes of your music and uh so i actually have been listening to your song drunken kisses which you released this year i uh, gotta say it makes me want whiskey real bad every time i hear it <laughs> for those who haven't heard it listen to it the, i mean the way I, is that you singing on the on the track yeah
4: yeah, yeah. The
1: way that you say the word whiskey, for me, you say it the way that I feel when I drink it. If that makes any sense.
4: <laughs> I love it.
1: If that makes I'm not any sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I get it. I get what she means when she's saying that that <laughs> word, and, and you say it a couple of times, and I'm I'm loving it. But, you know, you've also got a Latin EP coming out this year, right? So, it's like yeah. kind of, you know, em- again, embracing who you are. Is is this something that you have been wanting to do for a while? Or is this, you know, just a natural evolution of, of Jane?
4: Well, I actually had a Latin rock band um, back in the day. And, right. um, if we, you know, together for like nine years, we broke up. I mean, there's still... One of my music videos is still out there somewhere, wandering around on YouTube. It's called Amore Expressioni 2. But... I did want to go back to my Latin roots. I, I loved the Spanish language. Me encanta hablar español, escribir en español. Claro,
1: si come on.
4: Exactly. So I I wrote a song, it's called uh, Campo de Guerra, and I wrote it uh, after, after my breakup, and it was like, you know, just, you know, this whole, you know, how two people, like, love each other for so many years and know each other, and then all of a sudden this becomes this war. Between you, once it's over, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that because okay. it happens most the majority of the time. And then you do become friends eventually, but you know, you go through that war stage that you know, <clears throat> I wouldn't say hate each other, but you know, it's kind of like that tension. So, I it's about that and um, about having so much love with a person, and that you still have that tension because there is still love there, but you don't know what to do with it. So, um, that's what it's about, and it's, it's super amazing. So, I'm gonna that's gonna be the first single, and then there's a few more songs coming after that in Spanish. So I'm super excited about, about that project and I've been working in the studio on it, so can't wait to let it
1: out. When can we expect it more or less? I won't hold you to it, but you know, I wanna know when to get excited more or less.
4: I would probably say I might have it by December, the single <laughs> to launch out. Okay, so w- there's other before that, so I'm kinda like pacing myself. <laughs> so what I'm
1: hearing is that this is a Noche Buena record, is what I'm is what I'm gonna be playing it. It could
4: be yeah, either a new year blast or a celebration something
1: like that okay so it's definitely a way to cap the year off <laughs> yes absolutely that's awesome that's awesome and yeah no, I know I had totally forgotten that you were in a in a, a you know a rock band and you also had um mm-hmm. you were on a Telemundo program is that correct yes
4: I was wow you think a are
1: I try I do try yeah,
4: good um not many people capture that one uh yes uh I, uh, I was on Telemundo and the, the name of the show was Letra y Musica. And it was 10 artists that they put us together like in a house and we had to songwrite from scratch and, and do songs for novelas and do songs for, for albums and for things. And you know, like it was kind of like a competition kind of thing. And I was one of the top five finalists on it. But, uh, and then we did another, uh, off of it called, um, La Parranda Musical, which was, a Operando Navideña, which was launched during Christmas time on Telemundo as well, but that was those were good times. Those were, I mean, like I said, there's still some stuff out there you can find on YouTube about it, and if you put y música," so it was it was a good time.
1: That's awesome. It sounds like a a musical version of Big Brother, probably. Yeah,
4: yeah. It was like kind of like a reality TV show, but it was all based on music and. And not just you know singing other people's songs, but actually songwriting our own music and coming up with the music and the lyrics and the
1: whole thing. Yeah, it's like I always say. There's a difference between quote unquote reality shows and shows that feature people who have a talent. You know, it's like to continue my metaphor, right? Like Big Brother is just a bunch of people looking for attention, but you know, something like this is about people who really have a talent and are trying to gain that exposure to further their careers, which I respect.
4: Right.
1: You know, I think I think there's a big difference.
4: (laughs) I mean, everybody does whatever they got to do, you know, just like the OnlyFans. <laughs> now, if you, if you have a foot fetish, I mean, just go in there and just show your toes, and people will pay. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of everything
1: everywhere. I'm still trying to find out what venue of fetish I am for my OnlyFans. <laughs> just, you know, I, I don't think anybody wants to pay to see this, but I'm I'm keeping tabs on it just in case. <laughs> so, you, oh my god! <laughs> but you also mentioned that um, that your mother was a clothing designer, or is a clothing clothing designer. I'm assuming she's still with us. Um, yes, um, yes. And you are following in her footsteps, aren't you? With uh, a fashion line coming out. <laughs> yeah,
4: my mom was a clothing designer. I mean, she started in Cuba and Havana, and then she, when she moved here, she continued. She would do clothing for novelas and celebrities oh, wow. and stuff like that before. And she always wanted me to do that. I never, I mean, since I was a little girl, the first thing I got handed was like a Vogue magazine. And so I would like, that's how I got into all this fashion. And I love fashion. I love like creating my own stuff. But I never wanted to get into the sewing part of things because it wasn't like something that I liked. Okay. But I love sketching. I love design. Um,
1: the artistic side of it.
4: I was just the artistic and creative side of it, yes. And uh, I just recently was called to be part of Fashion Week. Um, so I'm launching my own clothing uh, fashion line during Fashion Week at Sony Hall in New York City. Damn girl! And I, uh, aside from the whole runway, that they're, you know, the whole thing that I'm launching myself, I'm closing out the event with a DJ set, which has never been done in New York Fashion Week, where they actually bring a DJ to actually DJ the, the, actual Fashion Week. They just play the music, you know. So, so I'm super excited about that. I'm like over the moon about that. <laughs> I'm trying to contain myself right now, but I'm like a little kid because I am. It is a tribute to my mom. My mom is still here. She has Alzheimer's, though.
1: So. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, but
4: it is like something that you know I wanted to do while she's still here, and, and, and it is a personal thing and a personal excitement for me
1: to do that. Well, let me tell you something. Don't bottle it up. Don't ever. Don't try to be humble about it. Like, embrace <laughs> it. Yell it from the, every rooftop you can. Like, oh yeah, it's you. You've accomplished a lot, and I'm sure you still have you know more on your on your list. Like, this is probably even what like only the third thing maybe in your, you know you want to accomplish do it all
4: how to go
1: yeah, okay, do it all and and like i said don't be humble about it like screw it you know what you've accomplished it and it should be celebrated damn it and and if you yeah, don't then I, I we a will super humble celebrate person. you i
4: mean, I mean doesn't know me know that i'm a super humble person i mean i i just you know whatever i do i do it out of my heart and out of love and you know it's never like as a as a, oh, look what I did, or, and I don't like to, like, brag about it. I mean, I post my stuff so people can be, you know, on the know what I'm doing because they like to see it, but I'm not one of those people. I just, you know, I do it more, like, for me and to fulfill myself and, and to make myself happy and also to inspire others. I love to inspire, even though it's a few little girls out there that need that inspiration, that a woman can make it out there. So that's my whole goal on this.
1: <clears throat> well, I will say I think you you're doing that. I think you're also probably inspiring a couple, you know, little boys, uh, out there as well. Just again, I I said this before and I'll say it again, seeing, seeing people like yourself, you know, who come from essentially the same background that we do achieve what they set out to do in life. It's, there's a sense of pride in it for us to, to see you achieve that because you are representing, you know, us. Whether whether you, you whether you, you know, know that or not, I'm telling you, um, you are representing all of us back here in, in South Florida. And, you know, there's good and there's bad, like you said. But it's great to see someone like you who is saying, OK, I have a platform. I'm visible. You know, right now I'm working with Modelo, which means I have a bigger platform than I probably would have had before. And here's everything that I'm going to make sure that I stress and, you know, and put out into the world with, in terms of good vibes. So I, I'm just going to say thank you for that.
4: Yeah, I mean, thank you. I mean, I, I, they've asked me to even be a speaker, motivational speaker, keynote speaker in, in different things ever since the commercial. I mean, I was doing it before because I'm part of State School South Florida, oh. which is, you know, help the kids, anti-bullying in the schools and stuff like that. And I, I was doing that with them, but now I'm even, you know, like I'm, I'm a speaker, you know, and, and kind of being a role model to people. You know, the, you know, even though I'm a DJ, even though, you know, I'm in this kind of like, like they call it a wild world, I'm not. I'm actually a very grounded person that, you know, like it's very clean and very healthy and like i just love to i just love music and i just it's a, it's a platform to go and, and spread out to the masses and to the people out there you know to make yourself a little bit happier that life is not just with especially the times that we're going through now with covid oh, yeah. and and all this morbid stuff and people getting scared and on tv and everything they try to scare us with but you know it, it's real but you know we also have to like think about you know life and you know life is passing us by so let's try to like Let's try to be safe and wear a mask and do whatever we have to do. But, you know, still, not, don't
1: stop enjoying your life Amen. because of what's going on. You. Amen. I, I, you know, we, we all essentially lost a year already. Right. And yes. we're not getting that year back. So don't nope. lose more time. Uh, that's, it. that's what
4: you think about
1: it. Yeah, no, but that's that's great advice. You know, it's because nobody's going to give it back to you. There's no refund. <laughs>
4: You don't know how long you're gonna be here, so you gotta grab, you know, grab life, but you know, really strong, you know, both hands, and just, you know, enjoy it, enjoy and every
1: minute. Give it a damn shake every time you can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, before we go, I have to ask you a question. Now, your name is not Jane. It's not even Juana. How did you come up with the name DJ Citizen Jane?
4: It's funny because my name now is legally Citizen Jane. Oh, okay. It has well, my bad. For the last, it's been Citizen Jane now for the last four, four or five years. I had to legally change it because of social media. Uh, when I started to get more noticeable and, and stuff like that, for some reason, Facebook wanted to change my name back to my legal name, and they were like, you can't have this unless you send us a driver's license, and, and they started with all that, so I did have to go to the courthouse, and I had to rush and get it done because so they, they gave me 48 hours before they would put my real name out there. Oh, and I was Jesus. like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I did have to get that done. I mean, I, my real name is somewhat out there now, uh, you know, which I'm not happy about. But it was always like this mystery. But um, We won't say what I it is. Come, we
1: won't say what it is.
4: But, but that name came up. Uh, actually, it was like in fifth or fourth grade. One of the one of my friends came up with that name because I used to be like, like I said, a tomboy. And we would bring our cabbage patches to school. And the boys would take them away. So I was always like, I'm the hero. I'm going to get the cabbage. So they call me like you're know, like a superhero name. So they call me Citizen Jane, and it's stayed throughout the years. So I haven't even like spoken to this friend of mine or seen her. I don't even know where she's at anymore. But I mean, thank you because it's still my name, and and now it's a little bit like kind of everywhere. So, but uh, you know, and I that's what people know me by. Or they call me CJ, my close friends, or whatever. So it's that's what it's become.
1: That's insane. I love that. I love that. And you know what? It fits. 'Cause uh like any good superhero, you are achieving a lot all around the world. So definitely a a, a good name that they that kinda stuck.
4: Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean it's funny because she did call me a superhero and I was like, Oh, well, she was kinda like, you know, that's always what I wanted to be. I would always be like, I'm a superhero, you know. Who doesn't? <laughs> trying to save everyone, but you know, but I and I, I'm still trying to save everyone but through music now. So I mean I think music is a big healer and it's my biggest therapist, so I, you know, whenever I have to, I just jump in the car, open the windows, the sunroof with the music on, and I just let myself go. I think it's just a, a great, you know, you get a great, a great feeling when you're listening to something that you like and, and kind of relates to you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the next time that I'm in Coral Gables, I hear a loud music coming from a car, I'm going to look and see if it's you.
4: Or my house. You might be my
1: neighbor. <laughs> That's true. Can you imagine if we, like, live, like, three blocks away from each other don't even know it? That,
4: that, that
1: would be the most Miami <laughs> okay, of all Miami guys. things. How funny! Well, uh, bueno, thank you so much for for stopping by, Jane. I mean, uh, again, I it, we joked a little bit, like because you were so busy that it took a while to coordinate this. But I love the fact that you're busy because it means that you're living out your dream. And you know what? I wish nothing but continued success for you and to keep bringing that you know that that beautiful vibe that Miami gives out to the world.
4: Thank you, and I'm so excited and so honored that you invited me to be part of your show. Um, I, I just I was super happy when I found out, and I'm glad we made it happen because I, I love to be part of, of you know, you know something with the Latin culture, and you know it is what it is what I love. You know, me encanta ser latina, me encanta ser cubana, and now with everything yeah. that's happening in Cuba, I mean, hopefully, yeah, you know, yeah. we can get through this. But um, we're feeling very sad it. It's a story, but we are feeling it, and I'm very passionate about it. And you know, hopefully, we'll. We'll overcome
1: this soon. Absolutely. When Un abrazo one, thank you again.
4: Thank
2: you so much. Thank you. And thank you to everyone. <laughs> have a beautiful day. And we're
1: back. <sighs> she was fantastic. Like, she was just a total joy to talk to.
2: Like, and again... Another fun interview that I miss.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm just keeping all the fun ones for myself.
2: You, yeah. know, as, you know, I'm a little selfish. You know, I have like... I don't know about 4,000 things on my plate. Only I thought it was five. I don't Have know. you pushed a couple off the plate? I don't know. <laughs> Law, politics, children, podcasts, podcasts, chicken wings, old Navy. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> anyway. We should but get Yeah, that was a fun time. one. So, um, are you thirsty? Well, I'm always a little thirsty. Hmm. How about so, you? So, I am. So, I'm gonna give this week. I'm gonna give both a flat soda And a bubbly and, one and a bubbly soda. This is a first but let me tell you. Okay. The double the, the double soda. Yes, because I really was excited about this, but now I'm not, but then there's a part of me that is. So this week <laughs> came out came out the trailer for the fourth installment of the Matrix. I haven't seen it yet. So the Matrix is one of my favorite movies, if not for years, it was my favorite movie. I'm kind of like like Rachel that she says that her favorite movie is Dangerous Liaisons, but it's Weekend of Bernies, yeah. But the Matrix is definitely like in my no, top five. It's movies. Up there with you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like I have this like poster signed by all I mean, three for of God them. Sakes, it was your screen name on AOL. It still is. Well, but who used to say well, yeah, Neo1578 at AOL.com. Um. Anyway. And I, for a few years, I kind of thought I was Neo Anderson. Remember my webpage that was all Matrix-based? <laughs> I had forgotten about World that. World of right now. Um, I was, you could say I was sort of obsessed with The Matrix. Uh, that's an easy way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. So, I have opinions about the sequel and about the third installment of The Matrix, but whatever. So, I i always get very weary when movies are resurrected. Because right. it's like, mm-hmm. are they doing this for money? And I thought that The Matrix... It's ended in a reboot. It ended in a way that... I wasn't crazy about it, but I'm like, okay, there's closure. And now the trailer came out this week. I don't know what to think. <laughs> like, Keanu Reeves looks like John Wick. And like there were moments that I thought, uh-huh. is this John Wick's or is this The the Matrix, right, like right, Neil right. Anderson? You know, and and he had such a... I don't want to use the word iconic, but there was such a specific look to Neo yeah. Anderson. No, iconic is the right word. Right? Yeah. As a character. Mm-hmm. And then Trinity is back, which I I have mixed feelings about because while I love the character of Trinity, in fact, it was my favorite character mm-hmm. in the movie, and I freaking love Carrie Ann Moss. Right. I think Carrie Ann Moss is one of the most underrated actresses there are, I agree with you a thousand right? percent. Um, I sort of... Like the way her character ended In mm-hmm. the m- trilogy So it's like how I mean she died But it was like a meaningful Right it was an impactful death. Death. It yeah, meant yeah, yeah. something yeah. So it's like How are we right Doing this So I just have so I don't know what to think I don't know if it's a flat coat A flat soda <laughs> Or a bubbly soda Like I just don't know It's and, just a soda And when you see the trailer I really am turned off by the font
1: Oh, the font, it's, it's, not, it's not
2: Matrix font? The, they use Matrix font when they show the, mm-hmm. the name of the movie, but for the other ones, they use Time's New Roman, but like a fluorescent Matrix green, and it just does not look good. It looks cheap. It looks like something you would do at home. I'm just saying. So there you go, Matrix. All right. So the Matrix,
1: <laughs> That's I love how you're like, I don't know if it's flat or bubbly. So I don't know. I'm just going to. Split it down the middle. I haven't seen the trailer yet. But I'll take a look at it now when we're when we're done. So my last soda. I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. Um, it actually goes to the rideshare company Lyft. Um, oh. As we spoke last week about the uh, you know the the Texas anti-abortion bill, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, Lyft has basically come out taking a stance. And Lyft's official um, statement from its co-founders and general counsel is, this law is incompatible with people's basic rights of privacy, our community guidelines, the spirit of rideshare, and our values as a company. We are taking action on two fronts. Number one, Lyft has created a driver legal defense fund to cover 100% of legal fees for drivers sued under SB8 while driving on our platform. Riders and drivers, nothing about how you drive, ride, or interact with each other should change. And two, Texas... SB8 is an attack on women's right to choose. Lyft is donating one million dollars to Planned Parenthood wow. to ensure that transportation is never a barrier to healthcare access. So you know, many times again, these big corporations and companies, you know, they're they're money hungry. They're the worst. They're the devil. You know, but every once in a while, they they take a stand, and this is a very controversial issue. And they were not afraid to you know plant their fat their flag in in the you know in the sand as it were, on um, where they stood. So. I commend Lyft
2: for that. Wow! Wow! million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Good for them. Well, good for the <laughs> well, good right, right. For, for, for taking the which, stand, by yeah. the way, Planned Parenthood uh, people are always like, oh, you know, you're using federal money for abortions. That's not all they do. Not all they do. I think that abortions are like less than four percent of what they do Um, what they actually do is provide women's health care in you know in low income low income neighborhoods and in certain areas that it's really needed and when I mean women's health care I mean pap smears you know um, breast exams mammograms things Mm -hmm. like that so You know, people are very quick to be like, Planned Parenthood does abortions. And it's like, again, you don't really know the the specifics of the breadth of what they offer. Anyway, well, no, that was an interesting show. We started on a somber (laughs) note. We tried to end it a little lightly. But, you know, again, you know, it's, uh, you know, our, um, our hearts and, you know, and our minds go out to, not hearts and minds, uh, our hearts go out our to, hearts, hearts and minds. Why do I say hearts and minds? Because, that... because our thoughts. Our thoughts. Heart, our heart and our thoughts yes. go out, you know, to, to everybody affected by 9-11. You know, this is this is a very somber day for all of us, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you lost a loved one on that More day, so. it, it, it has a different meaning. But it, it's really a somber moment for all of us, so I'm glad we were able to take a moment to um, acknowledge that and... You know, we hope everybody has a great weekend. uh, Pero weekend, Uh, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. Uh, We hope you listen, laugh, and learn, and have a great weekend. Yep.
1: And don't forget, guys, Wednesday, September 15th, we'll be at Beat Culture Brewery with Bean Pump Boyo for another pop up. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lombaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.